Welcome to Knives Out Minute. I'm your host, Brian Lynch, and my guest for this week is Emily. Uh, this is minute number 46, covering 45 minutes to 45 minutes and 59 seconds. See, I knew I would remember how to say that without sounding weird, except now I've talked about it. I've made it weird. How's it going, Emily? It's going pretty good. How's it going with you? It's going good. Um, I was saying to Emily before we recorded, and obviously, you know, now I'm saying it to everybody. Hello, everybody. Uh, I have not been listening to the show, um, which, you know, not because uh, I listened to the episodes that I posted. You know, I went back and re-listened because I'm a little egotistical, you know as all podcasters must be. <laughs> but I, I didn't want anyone else's, you know, thing to affect my uh, perspective of how it goes. And so now I'm wondering, like, are we going to be, like, repeating stuff? And that's a big mystery. But that's the fun of this show, I think, isn't it? And it fits with the whole movie motif anyway, right? There you go, exactly. Because this is a movie where everything shall... Actually, we, co- we crossed, like, three timelines in this one minute. Yeah. Well, because, actually, that's, that's next on my little list here, is summarize the events of the minute. Uh, we see Linda. Uh, she is reading some old letters uh, from her father and crying. She says she's she keeps waiting for the big reveal, which you know that puts her on a evil foot, uh, evil foot, equal footing with the audience, slightly evil footing. Um, you know, Wall comes up and hugs her, and reassures her, and we cut to the what would you call this? A wake memorial. I, you know what? I don't know how you would classify because I thought it was a memorial, but everyone seems to be a little bit too. Jovial, almost. Yeah, I think I think a wake. More, I call it a wake. Yeah. Yeah. As much wake as light. Yeah. Wake light. I like it. Well, the event we'll call it. the. We cut to yeah. the the evening's event, um, and when we get there, what we have is Marta standing, uh, sort of very awkwardly around, <laughs> clearly trying not to talk to anybody in particular, as Fran is rattling on about how she uh, doesn't think that Harlan killed himself because. Uh, she definitely saw on a, uh, a Lifetime movie called, or no, I'm sorry, a Hallmark movie. My apologies. As the Christmas movie. No, it pop- is a Lifetime movie. Oh, it is a Lifetime. I did get it. Yeah. I kept getting confused. And, okay, so let me let me tell you this, because my podcast I cover Christmas movies. I'm not supposed to do plugs until the end, but so I won't say the name of it. Um, <laughs> but we did, um, we, we only do theatrical movies. And so this year, uh, for the month of December, we, we dipped our toe into the made for TV. And I found out that there's, there's a very big difference between Hallmark mystery oh, yes. movies and Lifetime mystery movies that I, that I do not yep. want to mix up. And so now every time I say one, I think it must be the other one. Yeah, typically Lifetime movies tend to be a little bit more sinister and edge closer towards the melodramatic sides of things where the, the, the main protagonist is teetering on the edge of having a total mental breakdown but doesn't just get there until the mystery is solved. Well, that actually does then make it perfect for the one they described here, which is called, by the way, Deadly by Surprise, which is a great name. <laughs> uh, and in it, uh, Danica McKellar's husband is poisoning her, and uh, she thinks she's going crazy, and so she kills herself. That's, by the way, I think they uh, apparently Danica McKellar was, like, super excited about it, and they actually, in one of her Lifetime mystery movies, they referenced Deadly by Surprise by Harlan Thrombey or something. Like, the, like they did like oh a... Oh my god, that's hilarious. They did a little reference back kind of thing. I'll tell you this, she probably got herself a part in that out too. Oh, I'm sure. At least like a shot of her on TV or something. Fran is going on and on about how like her cousin, who's a receptionist down at the county corner, like tells her like, oh no, no, that totally, totally happens for real. Um, and while this is going on, Marta looks to the side and we very coolly sort of soothe our way into a flashback. Because Harlan walks by, and we have barely a second to go like, wait, what? And we're back at the birthday party. 
where Richard hates blathering yeah. on about Donald Trump. Well, not by name. Not by name. No, no, they don't want to put that on uh, on the audience. But uh, pretty pretty clearly, that's it. Richard's one of those people who pretends that he doesn't like Trump, even though he does. Oh, absolutely. Hundred uh, percent there. Um, this actually, I think, I guess we're stepping on our toes a little bit about, uh, uh, the next episode, but this is the scene that, um, uh, we saw in the earlier flashback where they were talking about how much they all love Marta and they were like gesturing her to come over and join the conversation. Oh my gosh. I know. Ooh, awkward. This, this poor woman. It's, it's interesting though, because like right before the flashback too, so as she's talking to Fran, you can see her and she looks visibly ill. Like, I don't want to be part of this conversation, but I'm being nice to her because she's just as upset as I am and then you can see at the flashback how much healthier she looks right it's a, uh, the this the change in, in in mood and setting and like everybody you know I feel like I'm not making a very controversial statement here when I say this is a very good director and very good actors um but when yes. we when we switch from a party at this exact area to a party at this exact area and like the the absolute shift um is is pretty fantastic um yeah you know just the 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 way it's filmed the way it's lit all of this stuff yeah because it is a lot darker when they're at the the wake light and it's uh i mean it's still dark at the birthday party but it's dark because it's nighttime and they're sitting by a fireplace uh we also get a very brief look at uh ransom here uh as he walks by with uh walt which uh i liked it was a very sort of like these are the two people that we know definitely are not here. Um, yes. So she looks over and that's your, that's your transition. That's your segue, which. Yeah. It's like, what is he doing here? What are they both doing here? It's a really good uh, time. I wanted to, um, hold on. I keep, I mentioned this before. Also, I keep losing track of where all of my tabs are. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're both teachers and I'm sure you'll agree with me when I say that having 9 million tabs open is kind of standard right now. I have about four different computers that I use. So yeah, yeah, I'm that teacher. I try to stick mainly on the uh, the, the Chromebook because uh, it's easy to carry around because I got to go to multiple different rooms. But um, what I yeah. have is I have the um, the window with the official teaching stuff like email, grade books, stuff like that. I have the one right. with stuff that I'll have to present to the class. I have the one with stuff that I'll have to grade and work that I'll have to check. I have one for personal stuff. And now I've got one for Knives Out and I keep losing track of where. <laughs> one <for> Knives Out. <laughs> so there we go. That would be my personal laptop. So I have my personal laptop. I have the work laptop the school gave me. And then I have the work desktop that has the emails and like the class dojo to talk to parents and all that stuff. Oh, there we go. I kind of, I kind of, part of me just wants to go into teacher talk right now, but that's not what they're here for. <laughs> no. Let me tell you guys, uh, anybody listening to this in the future, we are recording this in uh, uh, March of uh, 2021. And boy, it's a fun time to be a teacher right now. <laughs> I am so happy that starting tomorrow is the beginning of the last quarter of the school year. It's uh, it's a good feeling. Well, yeah, but there's, I don't know how you guys have been doing it, but they, they've been having us as half day all year and they're switching us back into full day now. Oh no, we've been full day all year. And not only that, but I've been in the classroom, but through Zoom. That's same. So I've been I in have... building, but teaching over the computer. But then, mm -hmm. oh, okay, get this. I'm sorry, audience. This is the teaching episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> half the kids learning from home. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then the other half the kids coming in but on three mm -hmm. rotating weeks. 
So you got your week A kids, your week Weird. B kids, your week C kids. So I'm teaching like, you know, the, if, if you, I don't know, it's like three, I don't, I'm not a math teacher. I'm a drama teacher. Um, but I'm teaching like <laughs> a significant percentage. And then a lot of the kids only do anything when they're in school. So when their cohort, oh my god, yes, in, yeah, oh my god, it drives me nuts. So when they rotate in, I'm chasing them like crazy. <sighs> One little girl who was doing not so great at the beginning of the year, and now she's in the building, and I can sit and w- work with her, and I'm like, oh my god, you're so smart, and I know I always knew she was so smart. She just was not doing the work, and now I can like guide her through it. Oh my god, this yeah, this year is the worst. And as a as a smart kid who definitely would not have done any work if I was stuck at home all day, I can definitely sympathize. You know, that's where I would have been. Yeah, I'm just like, God, uh, I'm just looking forward to June. So much. So much. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the Knives Out podcast, um, <laughs> we uh, we do have a, a question of the day that we go through. And the Monday question uh, is one I like quite a lot. Did you see this in theaters? I did see this in theaters. And I saw this... So the joke answer is me. I went with a couple of girlfriends and we went to go see it because of Chris Evans sweater. I wouldn't blame you. And so, because <laughs> this was the first movie that we had. I saw the Pink Panther just because Emily Mortimer was in it and she's only in it for like five minutes. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. So the joke is we're going to go see because we want to see him in the sweater. Because um, this was the first movie that he did after, you know, Endgame, which is the big Avengers movie. But um, we actually wanted to see it to go and see it. Like my friend Lisa and I go to the movies, well, in the before times constantly just to see, like I saw Jojo Rabbit with her. We went to go, oh my God. She made me go with her to go see Cats. I know that there's an entire, you know, love for this movie. I am not one of those people. I genuinely love that movie angry. I like that movie (laughs) semi-ironically. I could. I've never been more angry at a movie and I was like Lisa I am never but now we have to go and see cats on stage for that experience so I'm just like this is this weird rabbit hole that we're in that's not this the Knives Out movie but that's kind of what we do is we uh, force each other to go do things like that two of the last three movies I saw in theaters so (laughs) yeah it was literally we saw Knives Out then we saw Cats then, uh, um, the last movie that I did see in theaters the week before the shutdowns was that Ben Affleck movie where he's the basketball coach. Oh, I do not even remember that. Yeah, no, I disliked that one just slightly less than Cats because it was uh, so boring. Mine was uh, Birds of Prey. Um, it was the uh, I saw that one for my birthday. Ooh, excellent. I saw, it was the last movie I saw in uh, a theater and it was the same day as I saw the last play before the shutdown. Because uh, which I remember because yeah. it was my birthday, uh, and I saw Much Ado About Nothing. I was uh, randomly came across a production oh, on nice. a random road trip, and it was a really good one too. So I was supposed to see, I was supposed to see Mean Girls, and then the night of our show was the night of uh, the shutdown. Man, my sixth graders last year were split. Yeah, back to teacher talk. Um, their field trip <laughs> was uh, they were going to see the the play that goes wrong. Uh, and, uh, that was the... Oh, that would have been so much fun. It was the week that both theater and schools shut down in New Jersey. Mm. And so every... poor kids, man. I rotate by marking period, and I've got, um, from the Royal Variety performance, like a 10-minute selection from the play that goes wrong. I've been making sure that they all see at least a little bit of it, uh, every time around. So they're enjoying it. 
Um, oh, but we were talking about Knives Out in theaters. Right. So I did see it in theaters and I loved it. Like we were going to go see it again and I ended up just getting too busy with like life stuff, but genuinely enjoyed it. Like I knew it was going to be a fun movie, like just from the trailers, but having seen it in theaters, I'm like, okay, I am so glad that this is one that I didn't wait for. Agreed. Because there's a lot of times now that, you know, the, the streaming model is, uh, you know, threatening to murder theaters now that we've been doing it for a year. Mm-hmm. Which is a bummer. People think of like, and this has already been going on, people think about movies as like a place that you go for like, you know, the, the big, big ones, like the superhero epics mm-hmm. and things like that. And that a movie like this, you might as well watch on TV. Oh, there was nothing like watching this in the theater. All these no details, way. you know. It was just... I don't want to say bombastic, but it was kind of bombastic in just the way that everything just happened. Absolutely. It, it's you, the, the, the cuts at the beginning when they're going around the house and you're seeing everything. And it's yeah. like on that giant screen, you're like, I'm in it. The sound around you and everything. And I did. I, I mentioned this on the show before, but um, I went back uh, a second time just to see it. Uh, and then when the third time I went back, Ryan Johnson had released um, a downloadable commentary. Oh no, I missed that. It's uh, it's on the Blu-ray. They uh, they have the the Blu-ray commentary and the theater commentary. Um, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, and it's 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 absolutely fantastic. Because so. I remember him releasing the script and just sitting there reading it, like God, I wish I knew how to write like this. It's such a transformatively good movie. Uh, well, uh, we're about to get into some more serious plot, so I'd say let's move ahead with the week, uh, because this was, uh, rather convenient for the first uh, episode of the week. This was all table setting, so, you know. Yeah. Which gave us plenty of opportunity for teacher talk. Um, <laughs> so before... DuckTales talk, part two. Well, yeah, that was, we, we stopped watching, we're like, all right, let's record, and first we talked about DuckTales for ten minutes, because... Right. DuckTales <laughs> like you do. really good. Well, it's because, audience, this was actually slightly related. Ricky Lindholm, who had uh, many, she's Donna in this movie, she had many of her scenes deleted. Uh, she was on the series finale of DuckTales uh, in a very good part that I don't want to spoil for you. Uh, was anybody else so in the show on DuckTales? I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Did they get uh, Frank Oz I'm, in? No, I'm, I'm thinking Avengers and like Don Cheadle, no. <laughs> um, yes, no, Don, Don Cheadle, unfortunately, not in that <laughs> I'll tell you this, you could do Six Degrees of DuckTales with almost any movie, the, uh, with the, as wide a net. With the new cast? Oh, yeah. I was in DuckTales, Larry. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's 100% it. You can go from um, uh, from Danny Pudi, you can get anybody that was on Community. From Ben Schwartz, you can get anybody that was in the uh, the Mike Schur universe. Uh, and from Bobby Moynihan, you can get anybody with SNL. Um, mm-hmm. And so from even just those three... You, you, you're really yep. covered in your Six Degrees game. Then you've got David Tennant and his... A hundred percent. That gives you a whole other country to start from. Um, oh, it's fantastic stuff. Uh, so I guess the most important thing for you guys to take home from this duck, uh, this, this Knives Out podcast is to watch DuckTales. <laughs> uh, so thank you very much, Emily. Do you have any uh, anything to plug? Actually, yes. Um, I have two... Yeah, I have about two podcasts going on right now one is sort of on a hiatus i'm trying to get it started up again and it's called going cast and it's a danny phantom podcast ironically enough um and and it's kind of similar in this that it's i go through every single episode and we go through everything um that happens in episode um 
a guest from, from this podcast, actually, Ollie Brady was my first guest on the Danny Phantom, and he'd never seen the show. So that was a lot of fun. I, I also have never seen it. I was, I was a big Fairly Odd Parents fan back in the day, so I kept meaning to get Love Fairly Odd Parents. It's phenomenal. That's how I got into Danny. It's like, okay, I like this one, and he's making a new one. Yeah, so let me see what else he comes up with. Right, and it was probably one of my favorite Nickelodeon shows ever. I was, it was in, when I and came then, out when I was in high school, and I was a big, a lot of people were SpongeBob fans, and I was the, the Fairly Odd Parents partisan. That was the same thing with me. It's like, I love SpongeBob too, but Fairly Odd Parents was its own beast. The, the SpongeBob musical is fantastic, speaking of theater, but. Uh... I love, I actually watched it the week before spring break with my students. It's like, we're not learning this week. We're watching SpongeBob and, you know, they're not going to complain about that. I, uh, I use it for a uh, costume analysis uh, project. Um that, oh, that's so cool! It was so good. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. Was I was there on closing night? I was supposed to see that one in the before time, and then the shutdown happened. Oh, so many things. Anyway, and then the second show that I have is actually ongoing, uh, more so than the Danny Phantom, which is called Cousin Spiracy Theories that I do with my cousin Amber, and we debate fan theories. Ooh, I like that. So speaking of, you know, Chris Evans, the last one that we released was about Avengers Infinity War, whether or not Star-Lord's reaction to Thanos had to have happened for Infinity War to have happened. So that was a fun one. Ooh, I like it. I'm going to have to listen to that one because I love fan theories. Well, by I love fan theories, I mostly mean I hate fan theories, but I'm sure you... uh... (laughs) There, you know what, there's some ones that are really out there and we have a good time looking them up and there's ones that she refuses to do because she's like, it's too much, it's too much. And I'm like, ah, you spoil this part. <laughs> yeah, there's the ones that say much more about the, the the fan than they do about the theory. Right, right, right. <laughs> we tend to avoid those, but anything, like for the most part, it, there's no sort of off-topic topic, but we do try to not make it as grim and as bleak as they can be like you know the ones where like the entire cast of Ed right. and Eddie are stuck in, in um uh, purgatory yeah. those and... are the two everybody's in purgatory or the main characters in a coma right that's the Simpsons one there's the one where my favorite one that I don't think we're ever going to make an episode episode of but it's Kevin McAllister grows up to become Jigsaw I've heard that one so I she's not I've not seen the Saw movies because I don't like gore um, and she's not seen them because she doesn't like horror movies. But that's just a fun one just to throw out there. <laughs> uh, on a recent episode of uh, my own show, which I'm allowed to plug because it's Monday, uh, which is Tinseltown, the holiday movie podcast, uh, we covered a, a really good movie called uh, Better Watch Out, uh, which is a, it's a horror movie. Um, and at one yeah. point, um, the, uh, uh, the antagonist does in fact swing a pink can down at somebody's head. <laughs> I love smashing it. their and entire I'm sure face it's a lot more realistic yeah. than than home alone it was yeah i it, it was it was quite a moment very well directed because the like that director knew what you have to see and what you don't have to see and he didn't show the obliteration everybody just got splattered with paint and then they turned their head and there was it was yellow paint but then there was some red and then they cut to it dripping oh on the ground gosh. and mixing but the, you never actually saw the impact such a great moment. This isn't what you tuned into the Knives Out podcast for, guys. That's Tinseltown. Um, most horror movies that are set at Christmas are very bad, so it was nice to get a good one. Uh, and uh, don't forget to check out this show on Twitter at Knives Out Minute. Uh, and rate, review, and subscribe on uh, wherever you get your podcasts. So I think that's it for now. We've got to get back into this wake light. 
so Emily, I will see you tomorrow. So I'll see you tomorrow. All right. And official sign off the